the autobiography Paging Through Stories of Your Favourite Athletes. Thanks so much to Matlomola. And indeed, that Hollywood Bets action this weekend is covered on SABC platforms, both on television and radio, all the news of those Hollywood Bets matches. And we'll keep you updated, obviously, in our shows next week about what's happening in that league. Very, very strong start to the league, but still early days as yet. I'm going to repeat the quiz question for you before we introduce our sporting icon to you who is live with me in studio. I'm thrilled to be able to tell you. My question for you is, it's a double-barreled question. How many international appearances did Dane Clayt make for Bafana Bafana? And against whom did he score his only international goal? If you know the answers, 0614-104-107 is our WhatsApp number. SAFM studio line 0860-002032. Or you can tweet your answer at SAFM radio. Well, if you ask for something long enough, it happens. And I'm thrilled to be able to introduce our legend for tonight, our sporting icon in the studio. The quiz is about him. It is indeed Dane Clay who joins me in studio tonight. Dane, it's lovely to see you again. Thank you so much for your time. Lots to ask you about. Welcome. <laughs> good evening. Good evening to all the listeners. Obviously, you had a, a stellar career. Many people feel you should have played a lot more games for the national team than you eventually ended up doing. But you, you've won title after title in the league. You've had successes in the Cups at domestic level. You have been uh, inspirational to so many people. But I want to start off at the beginning uh, with the interest in, in football early on. Because not many people know that you were very talented in the sport of cricket as well. And it was a bit of a choice growing up. Yeah, I had a choice. I had a choice to make uh, when I was young. My mum used to be a scorer at St. George's Park. Okay. So she used to walk on the old scoreboard when they still have to put the numbers up. And so from a young, very, very young age, I used to go uh, to St. George's Park with my mum. And so, that's where the love for cricket started. So what swung the the pendulum, so to speak, in favour of soccer? I think the passion for soccer was always more. Um, I felt soccer was... was uh, my desire to play soccer was was a little bit more than cricket at the time. And when it was time to to go to high school, um, instead of going to a, to a school that's predominantly known for cricket, I ended up right. going to a school that's predominantly known for soccer. So I kind of made the decision going into high school. And if you go and play cricket, then chances are you're going to play rugby, yeah. and I didn't want to play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I understand yeah. the sentiment completely. I was faced with the same choice as well. And then, obviously, through the school career, you played football, became a, a professional, and then moved on and had great success. I'll start off with time at Supersport United, obviously a club where you won a lot of trophies, three league titles in a row under Gavin Hunt. I know you speak very, very highly about the fact that uh, he's was inspirational in your career. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your time at Supersport and, and the relationship you had with the coach. Yeah, uh, I think it started with when Supersport signed me from a school of excellence in uh, upon me completing my matric. Uh, coach Gonella Coppo actually had a uh, okay. huge role to play in that uh, with Coach Pizzo Mosimane. Uh, they brought me over to Supersport and then when Coach Gavin arrived, Coach Pizzo left for Bafana. Right. Yeah, we didn't start well. Uh, we had five games. We had two after five games. We had two points in the in the first season. We won the league, uh, but we went on a little. Um, I think we went on team building exercise in Pretoria. We had to carry logs. Uh, for okay. stretching far kilometers and um, making sit-ups on cement and sleeping in the bush and wow. all those type of things, you know. And uh, when we came back from that uh, camp, uh, we went on 16 games unbeaten and we ended up winning the league title. So, yeah, it's a good story to tell. But when Coach Gavin came, you know, I think there was a bit of a reluctancy with his philosophy and with the way he does things because it's completely different to Coach Pizzo. Mm. But be that as it may, I think uh, three seasons later, the rest is history. 
So was it in that initial league success, was that maybe a little bit of an upset regarding uh, how Supersport United were perceived at that time? And did success sort of follow after that? Or, or were you one of the favourites in that first season to win the title? No, not at all. We came from last, like I said, after five games, we were last on the log. Mm. So we had no clue, myself included. I didn't dream of obviously ending up the league in... Uh, in first position after five matches, but uh, after the the 16 matches, we went unbeaten. You know, the belief and the desire started coming. Uh, we had fantastic players in the team. Uh, you know, we had good leadership in the team as well. So, right. yeah, we managed to pull it off on the last day, uh, even though we lost against Liverpool and Celtic, and uh, Ajax didn't get the result that they desired at Arrows that day. So, yeah, it was meant to be for us, I think. And of course, Supersport United starting with a career previously Pretoria City. I remember going to watch them at the Slaughterhouse in playing in the semi-final of the Cup or commentating on that game against uh, Bushbucks when the Bushbucks were 2-0 up. Then Supersport or Pretoria City scored twice in the last five minutes and the fans were getting very anxious and then Bushbucks scored in the last <laughs> the last kick of the game. So um, a, a, a very big history of the, of the club now and obviously one success followed another. After you had that first title, was the second season, was there a lot more pressure on the players knowing that you're defending a title or did it become easier because you now believe that you belonged? I think it became easier. Uh, the players we signed, uh, we had we, we signed David Kenemeyer, we signed uh, Glenn Salmon came in, right. uh, Brent Carlson came in, you know. Uh, 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 so we, we Super Sports signed very very well. You know, we strengthened the team that we had the previous season. You know, a lot of players left as well, uh, but I think uh, you know uh, the players that came in obviously helped us a lot. And with the experience that we've gained from the first season, obviously in winning the title, we knew how to go about the business. You know, and um, it was definitely I would say it was a little bit easier than the first title, okay. uh, the third one as well. You know, the first one was the most difficult one though. Right. I mean, Sundowns had previously won the title three years in a row in the late 1990s. You emulated them very, very successfully, as you say, three titles in a row. And then after that, what, what, what happened that made you make the move from Supersport United to Pirates? Did you want a different challenge or was it a case of, of you'd, you'd achieved what you needed to achieve at Supersport and you wanted to move on? Or what, what prompted that decision? Yeah, I think I reached a ceiling at Supersport. I did everything I could, uh, cup finals, league titles. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was all about testing myself, and uh, I thought uh, I grew up supporting Lando Pirates. Okay. So I always wanted to play for them. Uh, you know, listening to you commentating and they playing. You know, <laughs> you know that brings back that memories of the early nineties. Right. You know, uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was an ambition of mine to join the team and try and help as best as I can. Obviously, there was question marks of over why I'm joining them uh, after winning with SuperSport, but there's only so much I could do with SuperSport, and um, I think it was a at the time it was a risky decision, mm -hmm. uh, but I think the decision. Uh, bad fruit you know um, I think six trophies uh, double treble first two seasons at Lando Pirates and then ending off right. with the Netbank Cup as well you know so yeah seven trophies at Lando Pirates in the four and a half years I spent there you know um, I think it was a good decision in the end Certainly sounds like it. I'm going to unpack that with you a little bit more. We need to go to an ad break. I'm chatting to Dane Clayton, soccer icon, soccer legend, man who played many times for Bafana Bafana. That's our quiz question today. How many times did, did Dane make an appearance for the national team? And against whom did he score his, goal, his goals or goal or whatever it is? You've got to tell us. In fact, it was only a single goal. I want to know who, against who the opposition was. We'll ask Dane about that a little later on. But now let's pay the rent. The Autobiography, painting through stories of your favorite athletes. In terms of the autobiography, our guest in studio tonight is Dane Clayt, former Supersport United 
Orlando Pirates, Bidvest Vitz, Chipper United footballer, as well as um, a man who's cut his teeth in coaching, also fairly recently played for Bafana Bafana on a number of occasions. If you have a question that you'd like to pose to Dane, you're welcome to type us a WhatsApp message 0614104107 or send us a voice note and if we like your question or it's interesting and something that we haven't delved into in the interview itself then we will put it to Dane and get his response on that but Dane uh, you, you spoke about the move to Pirates and your very very successful time there effectively you won the league with the three at Supersport and the two at Pirates five seasons in a row which is a, a fantastic achievement but I want to ask you the pressure of playing for a team like Orlando Pirates as opposed to Supersport United who at the time were were maybe a lesser fancied side, not as much support. How much pressure do you did extra did you feel as a footballer um, in terms of representing one of the so-called big two at that time? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a it's a different it's a different feeling altogether. It's a different kind of pressure altogether. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's much more expectations on you: how you behave, how you play, the interest in you. You know, so so if I if I can put it if I can paint the picture, I think uh, when I moved from Supersport, I was on four thousand followers on. On Twitter, right. And after I joined uh, Pirates, uh, within no time I went to un- I reached hundred thousand followers. Wow! So that's the magnitude of of the move that I made, and uh, I realized that early on. You know, uh, speaking to the chairman before I joined the team, obviously that was one of the topics that was discussed in, in how, uh, uh, the expectation is changes. You know, and uh, it's, it's a big team. It's got more. It's got a better following. Uh, there's more pressure when you play. You you have to perform at all times. It's a, it's a club that's expected to win trophies. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to SuperSport. So uh, yeah, definitely. Right. I think it's a, it's it's a huge difference between the two. And did you find fans would come up to you more in the streets, try and engage with you whenever they saw you, maybe in in the shops or whatever you were doing? Did you get uh, spontaneous uh, interactions with fans all the time because you were a Pirates player now? Yeah, hundred percent. I still get it till this day. Okay. You know, it's something is gonna last forever. Uh, the appreciation they have for me is is is, is still amazing. Uh, in terms of, I want three liters with super sport, but everybody when I get someone out in the shop, they always remind me of uh, of how I contributed towards pirates, and they're grateful and thankful. So, yeah, definitely, I think uh, you know it's 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 fantastic still to have to have that still. I think I'm very very blessed that to go outside mm. of the corridors. If I go, I step outside, everybody to recognize me, and uh, when I played for pirates. Just give me an indication of what it was like to in that time to play in a derby match and just the, the different pressures of a derby compared to any other match. Was everybody sort of so psyched up and and did you did you feel the anticipation in the weeks leading up to derby matches? Yeah, the anticipation is always there. The hype is always there. But um, try scoring own goal in your first derby. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what uh, I was alluding yeah, to. No, no, way, definitely. I think it's a topic uh, I, I'm comfortable discussing. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, the own goal, obviously, my first derby, first official derby. Right. Um, uh, putting the ball through Manip's uh, legs, you know, I think it was a matter of me doing something with my heart, not with my head. Uh-huh. Not realizing the ball is going to come to my feet, but it did. Uh, I think I picked myself up after that. Obviously, uh, there was one game I played. I was behind Senzo in the corner against Chiefs, and Majoro took a shot, and I cleared the ball off the line. Right. Uh, there was a big roar, and uh, afterwards on Twitter, everybody was like, "Ah, you saved the team," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it kind of equalized, you know. And then I obviously scored the free kick against Kune, yes. And then it became two-one to me. So I think I ended up winning the battle of the own goal, Fantastic. you know. But uh, but but yeah, I think uh, the hype, uh, the atmosphere, the intensity uh, yeah. on the day. Uh, you know, it's second to 90,000 people. You know, what amazes me is that when we play the game, you're so zoned into the game yes. that you're able to hear the, the referee, the whistle. You know, the people outside can't hear the whistle because right. they, they're, not, they're into the game, but they're not zoned into the game like we are as players. And we can end up hearing each other on the field, you know, and discuss things and see things 
clear, you know. But um, I think it's a fantastic opportunity, and I think I I really appreciate it, being there, you uh, know, um, in front of ninety thousand people, even scoring. You mentioned the Angola, of course, and I don't want to harp on that, but obviously you've got sympathies with Olisa and Da, who had that same experience in his case. It, it led to a, a defeat recently in the derby against Chiefs at FNB Stadium. Yeah, so, and it can happen to anybody. Uh, you know, his was greater than mine, so <laughs> I don't uh, feel that bad anymore. Yeah, right. it happens to everybody. You know, there's been a, quite a few own goals in the in the derby, but uh, yeah, it happens to everybody. I, I'm sure he'll pick himself up. And uh, that's a, it's, that, it's, it's football is about character. You know, right. I think uh, when I look at him and look at his body language, obviously he's disappointed, but I think he'll bounce back. And then you... Had a brief time at Wits as well, and Wits, um, Bitvest Wits at the time, not really fancied to win a league title, but you managed it again. Yet another one. How, what was that experience like after having played for Pirates? Yeah, when I got to Wits the first season, they were always on the verge. You know, mm-hmm. in the first season, we were again, we were on the verge of winning the league. Win the league. But I think I came in there and I could relate uh, Coach Gavinan's message to the players, uh, the best, uh, because I've worked with him previously. Palembe right. came on board, myself, mm-hmm. Palembe. So there was a few experienced guys that has worked with Gavin and previously, you know, that, that could obviously carry, if, he, if there's a message that we could, as players, uh, influence uh, the team, uh, that's what we did. You know, and we ended up pulling it off the second season, starting right. with the MTN8, we won mm-hmm. it against Sundowns. And then um, I think from there on in, you know, the league title came and then the Tiakum knockout in the third season as well. So three seasons... Uh, within three seasons I spent at Vitz we won three three trophies. Was every trophy, whether it was a cup or, or a league title, equally special or were the league titles a bit more special because they took such a, a, a long period of time to achieve? I think the first league title is special and I was fortunate enough to have three league titles the mm. uh, first time. I think the first time with Supersport, the first time with Pirates, the first time with Vitz. So right. all the first times becomes a bit special, you know, but each one is special in their own right. Uh, but I think the most important one is the first one that I won at Supersport. You know, if it wasn't for that one, I sure. don't think I would be where I am today. And then your career came full circle, so to speak, uh, born, as I said, in Port Elizabeth in Kweretha and ending your career playing firstly at Chipper United. Uh, was that like almost uh, the end on a glittering career and a, a good way to sort of complete the full circle? Yeah, I almost uh, I almost retired completely after leaving Wits, mm. um, purely because I've lost the desire and the passion to play the game. Uh, but I ended up joining Chipper for one more season. I had four mm. starts over there, you know, and I, and I thought to myself that season, halfway through the season, I thought to myself, you know, if this is how things is going to go, then it's better for me to, to rather uh, not play the game anymore and retire right. because I, I ended up waking up in the morning and, and regretting and dreaded going to training, you know, <laughs> right. which that was my passion of uh-huh. going there. But I think I've had enough. I, I've had enough by then. And obviously that was my last season. Um, and completing it in PE was kind of special to me, right. you know, maybe not to other people, but to me it was special because that's where I'm from and mm. um, born and bred over there. And uh, maybe it didn't go the way I planned it to go. I thought I was going to start more matches and I'm going to end off very, very well, you know, give myself a good send off, but it didn't happen that way. And that's when I decided that, you know, um, I think this is it for me. Plenty more to unpack with you in the remaining 10 minutes of the show. Let's pay the rent one more time and we'll continue our chat with Dane Clayt after this. The Autobiography, paging through stories of your favorite athletes. Hi, Mr. Abramson. Okay, my question to Tentlate is this. Which team, Clayt, do you think that, or which team you enjoyed the most to be with? Which one to say, upon all the teams that you play for, which one to say, I enjoyed my time there? Which one? It's Annelisa Jatla in Ngobo. Hey. Good evening, member. Uh, this is Piva from Orange Farm. Uh, as for Dent Lake, 
Uh, he made his debut against Panama in 2005. He has 13 caps for the national team. He scored his first goal against Malawi in 2008. I remember his wife was a friend here in South Africa. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but yeah. Interesting answers. Well, you'll find out shortly if you are correct or not. Uh, Dane, let me put that question to you. Which club did you enjoy playing for the most? It's a hard one to answer, but I'm sure they had different moments. Yeah, I think all the clubs I played for, um, uh, I enjoyed myself. Uh, if I didn't enjoy myself, I don't think uh, I would have played <laughs> for the clubs. Mm. But um, if I'm honest with myself, like I said, you know, I think Orlando Pirates, I supported uh, right. Orlando Pirates growing up. So obviously... Uh, that's going to have to be it because everything just went up a notch when I joined them. And um, winning trophies with them was extra special as well. You know, um, after the club didn't win any trophies for a long time, right. I was able to come in and obviously help uh, the cause. And seven trophies in four and a half years, you know, I'd be lying sure. if I say that that wasn't my best stint. Fair enough. Uh, thank you very much for your voice notes. We have a caller on the line. The Phantom is calling in to pose a question to Dane. Off you go. the brother of the flame I just wanted to find out from Dane when it comes to dead balls when he played for Pirates the team that I support he was one of the best dead ball specialists he used to take those set pieces and, 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 and bring them in and they always uh, led to results for him what was so special what is it that he did that we can't seem to get right at all on the Pirates at the moment Two. Uh, when it comes to assists, who would he say was the best player who would have assisted him the most to score his goals? And lastly, uh, Dane, when it comes to road running, would, would you consider or recommend at all road uh, running for, for soccer players? I'm asking this because uh, coming from Bloomington, I do road running myself and I find it very, very helpful. You know, I run for a club called the Center City Titanians Athletics Club. And on the 29th of April, we're having a marathon in Bloomington. Uh, it's a quite comrade qualifier. And there's a soccer player who wants to come run here. He was asking me, a friend, if he can come and run, you know, uh, for, 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 for a comrade qualifier and run comrades ultimately. Would you recommend that at all? You know, especially in Bloomington, which is a, a flat terrain at all. Thank you very much. Okay, so first, uh, good evening. I think the free kick, when it comes to free kicks, uh, what uh, I think I spent a lot of hours on it. Um, I would take 100, 200 free kicks per week, you know, so when it when it used to come in the game, the brain and the body and, and the action, you know, becomes natural. You know, the more you put in, the more you get out. Uh, and I had fantastic keepers um, that I used to do the training with, you know, Senzo Mayue stayed a lot behind with me before he passed away. Uh, that was the golden era of the free kicks for me because mm-hmm. I was up against himself and Brighton and Slongo every day after training. We would wow. stay for hours after training, you know, and he never wanted to leave until he made a brilliant save, <laughs> which was very, very rare. <laughs> but uh, may his soul rest in peace. And yeah, but the free kicks for me, it was just about the, the effort and the, and the amount of time I spent, um, I think, practicing it. Uh, and then coming to the advice on the Comrades Marathon, I think I think if anybody wants to do anything, they should do it. You know, if he feels that he wants to do a marathon, then why not? You know, um, if his desire and passion is there and, and he wants to fulfill that dream, then I would not say no to it. You know, uh, there's a lot happening out there. I, for, I know I won't do it myself because I don't have a desire to run on the road. Uh-huh. But if anybody has a desire to do anything, I think they, should, they can do it. 
Listeners, thanks very much for your calls and your voice notes. Great to have you interacting with our guest today. Dane, just to, to wrap it up, uh, your coaching career, obviously you dipped your feet in the water, so to speak, at Chipper United. We know that mm. coaches there get hired and fired at the drop of a hat and it must be sad in a way to see what's happening with a team is sliding completely down the table. But uh, is that something you would envisage going back to or do you think your strengths are in other areas? Uh, definitely, I think I think I've got a passion for coaching um, the juniors, especially in, in the academies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, in PE as well, I coached under twelves. So whenever I didn't coach Chippa, I would coach under twelves, and, and I'm still right. actively involved in that. Uh, but I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop coaching. I think I'm gonna do the grassroots here in Johannesburg now with the Anglet Soccer School, right. uh, ages six to twelve years old. You know, just grassroots, just ball mastery. And obviously, I think that's where we lack. You know, when the, when the player gets to 12, 13 years old, we should mm-hmm. be focusing on his tactical movement and and position specific. You know, we shouldn't be worried about. But I see players 18, 19, 20 years old in the disc league that still needs to be taught the weight of the pass and right. how to pass the ball, how to stop the ball. You know, how to think ahead, how to scan, how to look up. And I think those are the things that uh, the kids should do from a young age. And I think I can contribute towards that. Just final question for you. I know you involved a lot about the importance of having a good financial background. And, and basically lessons that you give to youngsters in terms of how to provide for your future after football. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, the, on the NetBank campaign with the semifinals, I um, caught the finals this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, firstly, uh, I think the fans, if they need tickets, they can go to ticketpros.co.za. And then obviously they need to join the best bank in Africa, which is NetBank. You know, we've got some great fixtures this weekend. And I think um, financial uh, welfare and financial health is important. You know, for me, I made a lot of mistakes. Everybody makes a lot of mistakes. But I think, you know, yes. living the now versus saving for the future becomes important to strike a balance you know you don't want to save too much for the future and then you're not there in the future and you don't love the now so mm. uh, i think living the now versus uh, saving for the future you need to strike a balance and enjoy the now and also look after after the future so it's important for, for everybody to look after their money very very well said we're going to i wanted to t- go into your bafana bafana time but obviously time is catching up with us but we're going to do a novel thing tonight because normally i give the answer to the quiz i'll let you give the answer seeing that the quiz question pertains to you okay. your appearances for bafana bafana how many were there and against whom did you score your goal and just tell us what you remember about that yeah there was 13 there was one start uh, against Panama, yes, <laughs> like the like the listener, like the voice note said. Right. Uh, the goal was against Malawi in mm-hmm. Germany. I came off the bench and I scored uh, from range. Uh, but yeah, be there as it may, uh, like you said, and, and like everybody says, maybe uh, I didn't have enough caps. But um, you know, it is what it is, and we just have to move on. Right. Dane, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in studio. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you back again and just to tap into more of your soccer wisdom. Uh, any gut feel about this weekend, how it might go in the Nedbank Cup matches? Yeah, semifinals, uh, Pirates, Chiefs, Sundowns. Uh, I would say Chippa because of uh, uh-huh. the boys and the and the people I know over there. I'd like to see them in the semifinals. So I'm hoping for those four in the semifinals, but definitely Chiefs, Pirates, Sundowns. Dane Clay, thank you so, so much for your time. Just wrapping it up, we've got about 30 seconds to go. I can tell you that in the rugby, the Sharks, Benetton, it's a cracking game. It's 28-26 to the Sharks with about a quarter of the game to go. So really neck and neck. Whatever you're doing this weekend, if you're running in the Two Oceans Marathon, if you're just watching the football on your couch, 
or you're listening to us on on SABC One tomorrow afternoon when we describe Pirates against Dondal Stars or you're involved in any other sport. Enjoy it. Have a great sporting weekend and we look forward to updating you on Monday with everything that has happened in the world of sport on the weekend. From the team, Len Moleko, my producer Sylvester behind the controls and myself, Michael Abramson. Have a great one. Your news is next with Greg Hosts.